0: You know, it gives you the confidence to own your choices and your decisions, all of it. And I think that's what, for me, mindset really is about. It's about building you as a human being, your self-confidence, so that when you make those decisions, you feel okay with those decisions, because you've either done the work or you haven't done the work, right?
1: I'm going to welcome Jennifer Loading. What is the focus behind Starter Girls? And we'll take it from there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I love talking about Starter Girls. You know, when I started this podcast, we hit the anniversary of one year, actually on October 9th. That was when the original podcast had launched out in 2019. And, you know, the whole idea behind Starter Girls was really this umbrella. It wasn't just even about the podcast. It was really about creating this whole movement of empowerment and mindset and success. And so, you know, I always say when you're developing things, you know, you've got to align yourself with people that share that same vision with you. And so we had some little road bumps in the beginning and kind of navigated away, but I'm really getting back to what the root of that is. I'm partnering up with a new business partner, which I'm super excited about so that I can really take that vision that I was wanting to create. So the podcast in itself, I say is the entertainment piece. It is where we throw the value out to the people. It's really, I love empowering people. And and that's where I'm good is my voice. That's the part that I really feel like I can gift to people is, is pour that knowledge and that empowerment. So it is, it's all mindset and success. And I really, I just try to find people the whole thing you know when I open it up it's really about taking ordinary individuals and showing that they are living these extraordinary lives whatever that may be in their world but it's just by doing these extraordinary decisions they're willing to do a little bit extra than the rest to live these lives that they want to live and so that's what it is for me it's just taking out all the knowledge that I've gained in my career and I've had incredible mentors over the years and just taking everything I've learned and pouring that back into people.
1: I think it's tremendous, especially talking about mindset, because I think mindset is one of those things that it can either hurt us, right, or it can take us to the next level. But more often than not, I feel like maybe we kind of give in and we fall prey to our doubt and that questioning mindset that tends to set in so much easier than one of success. So what are some of your best tips and how do we set that mindset for when we're looking at that imposter syndrome right square in the face?
0: Yeah, I know. That is a good question. I really love talking about mindsets, my favorite thing. And I say that because I've had to have so many of these things that I, you know, being I'm a former marathon runner and having to go through this whole medical crisis that I went through really put me in a space of having to get really, I say, strong in that mindset, you know, and I equate mindset really to decision making to self-confidence. I pair all these things together because it all starts with that mindset first, right? How do you get that? And so for me, you know, when I'm talking to coaches or excuse me, clients, when I'm trying to help them, like how do we increase that? How do we get that stronger? Help you become better at that decision making. It all comes back to that mindset. And so how do we develop that? You know, I have these tips that I do that I've really, they're not rocket science, but they're things that I've really worked on over the past few years that have just kind of all solidified. And so what I tell people is it's really about building your confidence. It's doing that one thing daily that you can do to step out of your comfort zone, not make you so freaking scared that you're not gonna do it, but just stretch you just that teeny bit enough to reach out and do that over and create that sustainability. And in doing that, you build yourself. You actually, I had a gal come on my podcast Back in, I want to say at the beginning of the year, she was a a four, I think at that time, a three-time trial Olympic marathon runner, was about to go compete in Atlanta and Georgia. This was actually January because she was going in February. And one of the things she talked about was adding tools to your tool belt. The question we asked her was, you know, when you're at the starting line with all these Elite runners, what are you thinking about? Like, what does that headspace look like when you're up there and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I'm competing with the best in the marathon. She said, you know, I rely on my training. I go back to what I've done. So everything about building mindset to me is really just about building yourself up one little step at a time and getting stronger at that and just adding to your tool belt.
1: I love that because so many times I think we start to doubt ourselves because we as individuals, we can look back and realize did I put in that work? Did I train properly? If you're running a marathon, obviously you're going to do a lot of training, especially at that level. So did I run enough miles? Did I run enough marathons? Have I watched my diet? Have I done all these things and put all the pieces of the puzzle together in a way that will allow me to achieve the success that I want to achieve? And you know that's applicable in anything that we do, whether it's from a business perspective or whether it's a lifestyle perspective, it doesn't matter. We can always look back and go, man, did I really, could I maybe have done one more? That extra crunch would have made all the difference in the world. But when you do train enough and when you do push yourself and you know that you've put in the work, that allows us to take that next step. And that allows us to have that mindset of success that so many of us are after.
0: Yes, 100%. And I think too, it it gives you that confidence. It even allows you so much to say, let's say you're there and you recognize Maybe I didn't put in enough, but I'm okay with that decision. You know, it gives you the confidence to own your choices and your decisions, all of it. And I think that's what, for me, mindset really is about. It's about building you as a human being, your self-confidence, so that when you make those decisions, you feel okay with those decisions because you've either done the work or you haven't done the work, right? But you're okay because you own it. You own that decision. You know what I mean?
1: Well, and I think owning decisions is something that a lot of people struggle with as well. You know, it's so easy to make excuses for our shortcomings or maybe take that responsibility and push it off on some outside influence that we, quote unquote, didn't have any control over. Very rarely do we see where we look at it and go, you know what? I just dropped the ball, man. I dropped the ball there. I knew what to do. I didn't do it. It was a mistake. Own the mistake and move forward. So I think that's something that more people could get a lot of value from if they could learn to do that. I see a lot of times people are embarrassed about the mistakes that they make, and and I can appreciate that. And many people don't like being embarrassed. I embarrass myself all the time, so it's not something that bothers me anymore. But people are so afraid of being embarrassed or so afraid of not looking cool or so afraid of not keeping up with the Joneses that they fail to accept their shortcomings and improve on them. What are some of the ways that you see people doing that and how are some of the ways that they can improve?
0: Yeah, I know this is a good question and I say this sincerely because I used to be one of those people. I used to be that person that was really hypercritical of myself and everyone around me and you know a couple of things that are coming to mind right now like when I think about this something that I'd heard in one of my network marketing companies is it, back in the day was because I always ran around thinking that I was really shy and I was and being also, you know, people don't ever believe this about me, but I am kind of an introvert. I do like my alone time and I value that. I know, say for you laughing it. at me. I really no, do.
1: No, 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 because it's so funny. Because You know, folks, we just met a few weeks ago, okay? We met at this dinner for someone that I didn't know, but I knew some people that were there and they invited me to join. And that's where I met Jennifer. And I'm telling you, I came home that night and I said, honey, it was like meeting our polar opposites. I met her husband and I met her. Her husband sat there, barely said a word. She was talking 90 to nothing. And it's just the opposite. When we go somewhere, my wife sits there, she's quiet and I'm talking 90 to nothing. So I was like, "We," I just met like our yin versus our yang here. It was crazy. So for you to say that you're an introvert, I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm buying it.
0: Well, only a little piece, Larry, just a little bit. I When I say that, I still like talking to my people. I just, you know, I'm one of those people that when I shut down, like when I'm done and I close, you know, like I close the curtains, like I'm done. No more. No phone calls. Don't text. No. You
1: said close the curtain. You get it? Like, I'm just dumb. And I, I got to share this story because, golly, I can't believe you said close the curtains. Because my wife and I, we, when we were first together, I was just as out, uh, outgoing and boisterous as I am now. And I would flirt with everyone that was a female. And uh, we, so I was really bad about it. we'd go to Walmart and buy our groceries. And I had basically a routine that I would put on for the little cashiers. If she was a cute little something, I had the same jokes that I would lay on every one of them. It didn't matter. And this one night, my wife was just, she was fed up with it she's like dude i just want to go home you know whatever she was in a bad mood and i was laying it on really thick for this one she goes larry Shut up! Close the curtains. Let's go home. And she said it out loud for everyone to hear. I have never been so embarrassed and so angry all at the same time. Because I was like, "Close the curtain! Don't ever say that to me again!" And now that's a. <laughs> well, here we are, 15 years later. My wife and I were still together, and now it's a joke. But to hear someone say that about themselves, "Close the curtains," it just Don't. rings so true to me. Isn't
0: that funny. Well, my point being is that I absolutely love talking to my people, but when I need to turn it down, I'm just done. You know what I mean? So the question I think you were me, I want to see here. Yeah, this a Ding, 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 across <laughs> the screen.
1: Being vulnerable and being able to accept responsibility for your own shortcomings or the mistakes that you make along the way.
0: Yes. So I think that just really comes from doing that one thing at a time because, and the reason I was telling you all of this story is because I used to be that person that like, even that I remember the very first time I did a live feed on Facebook, how like, oh my, I had to like prepare, I had to think about this. And I still, you know, even having doing podcasts because we record them, when I go back to do a live video, I have to think again because it's out of my element. I'm used to doing the video in the studio and recording and having the time to, even though we don't do a lot of edits, I still have time to look at that before I put it out on the screen, right? And so that when I do a live, it's just fresh, it's raw. I gotta get out there. So I really think that goes back. It really triggers back to that mindset. You know, you have to want to change. And I will tell you, you know, having been that person that I thought was shy for very many years, you know, going what I was going to tell you earlier about that network marketing company, and I shared this on another podcast was that. They told something I learned was that shyness is almost kind of like a selfish thing because you're worrying about you. You're worrying about how you look to people and how you come across. So I, it really, for me was kind of like this eye opener. It made me think, well, maybe I'm hiding my gift Am I'm over here telling myself I'm shy all the time. Then I'm hiding my gift. I've got a lot of the things I need to be sharing with people. right? So I will tell you, you know, these little things that you do over and over that stretch you, they allow you to get better and better. And so then one day you look back and go, you tell that story to Larry about how you used to be shy. And somebody goes, there is no way. Well, I will tell you, I took a public speaking class in college and I still remember how mortified I was in that class because I had to get up and do an improv conversation with note cards. And I like about died and swore I would never talk in front of people again. And here we are today. Right. So you just never know. So I think it's just come, it's just doing these repeated little behaviors and steps and things that you do to to stretch out of your comfort zone. And one thing leads you to another. And then one day you wake up and you're like, ah, that's not so bad anymore. And then you can learn to laugh at yourself. Right.
1: Well, that's what you have to do. If you can't laugh at yourself, I think it's very difficult to progress. And, again, that's where I'm at this stage of my life is if I do make a mistake or I do flub up, I just laugh at it. And I try to learn from it if there's something to learn. You know, I, I got caught today because I had to set a meeting for Thursday. I'm meeting with someone Thursday afternoon. And I set it up in outlook for the correct time but then i set it up on zoom for the incorrect time so then i had to email them back and go i meant to set it up for this time but i set it up for that time sorry for the confusion and then they called me like an hour later and go hey dude where you at oh no <laughs> I'm Like, what are, you, what are you talking about Yikes. He's like, dude, I've been sitting here for 45 minutes. Why are you not on Zoom? I'm like, yes. oh, my God. Because yes. this guy's a big wig. I mean, I, I got to respect this gentleman's time. And he he goes, no, I'm just messing with you. But, I mean, it was one of those situations where I was like, oh, my God, this mistake, is, it's crushed me. And I still get that feeling when I'm dealing with people that, you know, I, I just look up to, you know, or I have the utmost respect for. There's just those people in your life you don't want to make a mistake in front of. You know, there's, right. there's people that will understand if you make a mistake. And then there's that you put on these pedestals and you go, they're never going to want to work with me again if I make this mistake. And it's always the worst when you think you looked at, at everything you were doing. You think you crossed every T and dotted every I and you still came up short. Guess what? It happens to everyone. It doesn't matter if you're dealing with uh, the president of the United States all the way down to whoever it may be at the local supermarket. It doesn't matter who you're talking with. They're all human. They've all made similar mistakes. And if we look at ourselves and we can own that, we can allow ourselves to continue to grow. And I think that growth is so important. And I think Starter Girls is a great way to continue that growth via your podcast. How are you using starter goals? Because I just found out the other day that you had a ton of content. I mean, a ton. So I'm thinking you have a podcast, but I'm sitting here on Facebook, and I'm going through the Facebook watch, and I stumble across your channel, and... I mean, there had to be, well, a hundred episodes. All They were like all, everything you did was out there. And that was so tremendous to see that. I didn't find me though. Maybe just because I hadn't dropped yet.
0: Yeah, not on there yet, <laughs> but tomorrow
1: you will be. <laughs> How do you take Starter Girl and position yourself in a way that allows you to continue growing it allows you to make those mistakes and allows you to realize your true potential and reach other people the same way?
0: Yeah, I know this is good. So yeah, I think the one thing is just really being vulnerable. And that's something I've had to learn because I'm such a perfectionist, you know, for years- <laughs> I prided myself on that. You know, I've gotten really good at allowing things to just be the way they are and that's why i don't really do a lot of edits i will tell you when i first started doing the podcast i remember there are a couple things i say a lot that's awesome and i love it i say that's awesome a lot it's one of my favorite words and i love it i say it a lot well i used to get so crazy because i look at my podcast and I'd be like how many times can i say that's awesome like i like to repeat it so i started making a joke out of it i just started being like let's see how many times can jennifer say that's awesome in a podcast and it started to be kind of funny Ironically enough, I don't say it near as much in my podcast. So maybe I need to go back to that now, you know? So I, like you, have just really learned to kind of embrace craziness and my flaws and just really learn to like, let that be my gift to help people. Let people be, you know, that is where I'm good is getting people excited in my energy and my passion. You know, I can sell anything I want if I'm excited about it. So what I'm really excited about with Starter Girls is, you know, I've spent the last, since, probably since the pandemic started, really learning how to navigate a podcast. Because when I started the show, I had a co-host, and I was super excited about the vision of what we were doing with that. And, uh, you know, about six months into that, I just recognized that our visions weren't quite aligned. We parted ways, and I decided to go my direction. And so I've spent all this last, you know, since March, really navigating how to produce that thing. And that's why you're seeing so much content, because I wanted to really get good at how to do a podcast. What I'm excited about now is I'm like, okay, we got this. We've got the content. I know how to find the people. I know how to get them booked on the show. I know how to get that thing produced, do the thumbnails, get it all out there. Now I'm taking that original big picture that I wanted to do and I'm expanding that. And that's where this finding this other business partner is coming in I'm super excited because she has the skills to elevate the strategy on it so now it's not only about just hey we've got this podcast now we're working on that you know the digital content the course creation how do we do the events that we're trying to do how do we align ourselves with the charity and an organization how do we get swag and gear that is tied to this movement that we're trying to do so it's really it's always been a big picture for me I've just been really solo entrepreneuring it. So I've had to really like navigate, where do I start? Who's the next piece in that puzzle? And that's what I'm so excited about is just the positioning now that I, I've got somebody I feel like is has that same vision as me and she's bringing different qualities that I, strengths and qualities that I don't have. How do we capitalize by using both of our gifts?
1: You know, you said something there that I I don't believe I've heard in the five years I've been podcasting. And that was that you need to align with the correct charity. You want to find a charity to align with. I think that's tremendous. Yeah. I got to be honest. It's something that I've never considered. What is it about being aligned with the proper charity that helps you as an individual or even as a podcast grow?
0: Yeah, well, I think if you think big picture, there's a lot to this. So if my vision is empowering, and so we're trying to empower people to make these great decisions, take ownership of their life, be better, right? Be better human beings. Why? Because it impacts the world. If we help, you and I help one person, they have the ability to go help 100 more people if they choose to, right? This is like a butterfly effect, something I talk about in my book. And so we're really looking into, and this is some of the brainstorming we've done, we're really looking into getting into some charities that work with children. Why? Because we can have the most impact with them, right? They're the greatest to be influenced. And so if we can get into some of these organizations where children are the most influential right now, we have the ability to help change some lives. And so really for me, on that scale, it's my big holistic picture of how I'm helping change the world is by getting in the space of these young people and showing them that right now, they can be and do anything they want if they really want it bad enough, right? And I even joke about this, like we can go in and we're these two older ladies and like look at these ladies like doing these amazing things, you know? And they're, they believe in themselves and believe in their ability to change the world and I will say the other gal that I'm partnering up with I can sneak this out there now because by the time this goes out we're gonna have this out she is an American Idol top 100 finalist If you know anything about American Idol we're talking tens of you know hundreds of thousand people try out she was a top 100 same season as Carrie Underwood season four so she's got her own accolades recording artist, you know author she helps basically Individuals that want to go on reality TV, she helps coach them. How do they get on reality TV? So she brings a whole set of accolades that is in that entertainment side. I come from the business side, success on that side. You know, pairing up, we just have, I feel like this great platform to be able to do that. But also think of them the grand scheme of things. You know, if you're trying to promote your podcast in your business, not only, you know, you're doing something local in the community, we have this just reach. You know, we have reach for potential for growth and advertising. And so there's just a lot, I think, a win-win all around for this by aligning with the right organization.
1: No, I think that's tremendous. And that's why I I wanted to expand on it a little bit because, A, it kind of caught me off guard. And, And B, I think it's tremendous. And it's, again, something I've never considered doing. But now that you've brought that to the forefront, I'm thinking it's something I need to do as well. And I think that's that maybe that's part of the goal there is to get more and more people on board and to, you know, pay it forward type scenarios. So, man, that is awesome. That's probably my favorite part of the podcast so far. Absolutely. Except the part where I'm talking. So, but, no, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> yes. No, you're good. This is fun. I'm just loving
1: it. <laughs> no, that's cool that you've got a new co-host coming in after the first of the year. And that is awesome. What are some of the big things you have lined up with your new co host
0: Well, we're going to, the platform, you know, pretty much the podcast part's going to stay the same. What I'm really wanting to do, because I've really lined out the last few weeks, like your podcast goes out tomorrow. It's really good. The ones that are all going out for the remainder of this year, I picked really good people and worked on some really good content to just kind of roll it in. So we're going to be doing a lot of, you know, here at the end, really trying to roll this out, pump it up, get people excited about it. But I will tell you going forward, what I'm going to be doing is some different things. I really want to get good, particular about who we're bringing into the show, find some you know, not just it, it has to be people that also can engage on the podcast because we got to have conversation. You know, you know what it's like when we can't; it's hard. So I want to make sure we get some of those. But I really want to find these diverse people that are living these lives that they want to live. Like who who is rolling out and really living the life that aligns with my core values, your core values, because it's not just about finding. You know i talk about this all the time entrepreneurs were all over the place but i'm looking for that diverse story and it doesn't have to be a, a millionaire it could be to me somebody who has a great story that they were over here and they they leap through some hurdle to get over here and make this happen for them because to me it's you know the, the number one question i ask on my show all the time that i love is what does success mean to you? And what do you think people say every time to me? It's happiness. It is happiness. That is what everybody's looking for. And these individuals that are living that, you know, they have, I don't want to say bought balance. They have harmony in their lives. They have found the magic ticket to harmony. And so, and that's what I do in my life every day when I'm coaching individuals is trying to teach them how do we find that balance of, you know, or not. Let me take that back. Not the word balance. I hate that word. The harmony word that bringing their work, their relationships, their their autonomy, their financial freedom, their health. How do we pull all that in so that they're living this life of harmony? So it's really just about, again, positioning and aligning myself with those people that are really living out those core values that are important to me, bringing them in. But we're going to do a lot more of this social media presence in the sense of this authentic side of us. Because right now I've been been shooting these podcasts off so quickly that I haven't even had enough time in between there to really say, hey, who's Jennifer Loading? You know, people know me outside through my coaching, but who's Jennifer Loading and Starter Girls? So we're gonna really be focusing also on this aspect of let's get us in the forefront so people find out who we are as individuals and who are these Starter Girls that are creating this platform.
1: It's amazing that you're saying that because it's something similar to what I have been doing as well as of late. And I'm seeing some excellent results from doing just that, putting myself out there in front of the show. You know, so often in podcasting, I had taken and made the show the highlight. All the social media was based on the show. All the, everything was the show. It it was never Larry Roberts at all. And once I hired a coach, a podcasting coach, he goes, dude, you need to be out in the forefront. You need to be, people can't relate to a podcast. They can relate to a podcast host. They can relate to someone that's been through something similar to what they've been through in life. And you know, I got kind of a crazy story. I've been around the block a time or two. So there's some great stuff in there that people can relate to like rehab and all kinds of fun stuff, you know, been divorced before all that good stuff so (laughs) if you want any advice on what not to do with your life hit me up i'll be more than happy to walk you through it i've done it all i've made every mistake there is no but pretty close
0: you're an awesome person larry and they need to know they need to know your stuff Definitely.
1: Well, and that's, I agree. And I love the fact that you're acknowledging not just my stuff, but that you're going to be putting your stuff out there, your personality, your individualism, the real Jennifer loading. And I, I think you're going to see a lot of tremendous response from that. It's something that I think is what separates, you know, I almost hate the word coach because there's so many coaches out there You go, Hey, what do you do for a living? I'm a coach. Well, what do you coach? Well, I'm a business coach, I'm a happiness coach. I'm a this coach. What do you do bro? <laughs> I mean for real what are you doing? you know I'm I'll be self-employed come January 5th but I'm not going to call myself a coach, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a tricky word. And I, you know, I will tell you, Larry, <laughs> this podcast, hopefully you'll get back to, you know, I was at a networking event, I want to say about a year ago, and this was probably when I was kind of in that transitional state where I was yeah, trying, I mean, yeah. I didn't mean coaching mentoring. I did it in my network marketing space for 20 something years. That's what, it was part of what I did. Never really thought of it like that, but that's what I did. And I will say coaching is like therapy. It's, you've got to work through the head stuff. So it's all therapy anyways. But you know, when I was Kind of making that shift over. I remember this guy coming up to me and asking. I mean, I still tease him about it to this day because we're all the same age. He's the same age too. And he came up to me because I look young, and he said to me, "He goes, well, how can you be a coach?" And I'm like, "Oh, let's sit down. Let me tell you the story. And let's sit down." <laughs> So I still tease him about it, you know, like, because I have, I mean, I've had a life crisis. I've had, I've been an athlete. I've also, you know, I've sure. been divorced before, you know, I've got a lot of stuff that I've had. I've also had success in business. So that's where I had to really, when I was trying to decide like, what kind of coaching, what am I trying to do? Because I can, there's so many niches, right? So for me, it's really, I just say, you know, what I do is I help people sneak around sabotaging behaviors so they can slay their day, live their best life. That's what I teach them to do. It's the techniques and the habits I've done over and over every day for the last two years that have helped me have exponential growth. And it's what I live by. So, and I tell people, I don't teach anything I haven't done. I'm not, I'm authentic. I'm raw. I'm real. What I'm going to teach you is what I do.
1: That is so badass. Well, we'll say that again. <laughs> you help people sneak around.
0: You do know what's so good about the sneaking? This sne- is people are thinking, what am I sneaking around? It's almost like I'm being naughty just a little bit, you know?
1: That is such a tremendous saying. Like, what am I doing? What?
0: I get to be sneaky?
1: <laughs> Maybe that's the part that I like the most. I was like, hey, this sneaky stuff. I'm kind of a sneaky guy, you know? <laughs> no, I think that, that is such a cool saying, though. I really dig that. So I, I like that you let that one slip. That's tremendous.
0: Gets away from the whole I'm a coach, you know, like that sounds so boring. I'm a coach, right? So, you know, I, I was in Master Networks for a long time, and we had to learn those, like, those pitches, right? And it's like you stand up, hi, my name is Jennifer Loading. I'm a life coach. But no, if I stand up and I say, Hi, I'm Jennifer Loading, I help you sneak around sabotaging behavior so you can slay your day and live your best life. They're like, what is that?
1: That is so like, badass. Right? That's what that is. That is great <laughs> A badassery right there. I love it. I can't look I'm cheesy cheesing right now because I just I love it so much. That is tremendous. So what are you gonna do come January or come April, January, April or December? <laughs> January, February, March. If we could just pick a month next year. I don't care what it, which one. Just pick your favorite month. Uh, what, are, what are your plans for once this whole COVID thing has kind of found its way uh, out of the mainstream press and out of our mainstream lives? Do you see any changes taking place in the way that you and your new co-host attack the uh, the Starter Girls?
0: Some I mean, yes. and yes, like I'm going to have a party when we get out of this. That's going to be the first thing. Like, let's go have a party somewhere, right? But no, part of it, yes. Part of it, no. So I think like our basic platform, like what we're doing, like the podcast and the digital course that we're creating, I think all that will be, we want to have that up pretty quick. So I'm hoping we're going to have that rolling out and kind of our systems place out there. But we will be doing more events. I would love to get into doing more, you know, get from the virtual space back into doing live events. I have been, you know, in the space that I was in. I have live events every year. I believe in the power of them. You cannot replace a live motivational event right. on a screen. It, it's good on a screen, but you still can't replace sure. the energy and the atmosphere being alive. Hence, why I like people to come into my podcast because I always say we have so much fun. Now, Larry, I think when you do come into my show, we're gonna have like a freaking crazy time because we have fun on the camera. So I can only imagine in the studio what it's gonna be like.
1: Better pad the walls. It's gonna get wild. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes. But I am a big believer in events. So I think we'll be doing more of that. But what I'd love to really do is once I get this whole podcast thing and, you know, this platform set up with Starter Girls is I want to get, you know, Jennifer Loading's digital stuff done. I want to spend a little more time working on my piece of that. Right now, I just have this grand vision with the Starter Girls that's been, you know, kind of there for the last year. And I really just want to get that out there and get it rolling, you know, get it, get doing what we're trying to do, empower people and help people be better and however we need to do that.
1: That's awesome. And, you know, uh, you, you're mentioning your course creation. That's spectacular. That was actually the deal that I signed today. I signed a, an agreement with someone to create four courses over the next few months. And uh, he, he's very up the food chain a ways in the podcasting space. So very excited about that. And that's something that you definitely need to take advantage of. Get that course out there, man. That is... That is going to do a lot of tremendous things for you right there. Plus, it'll complement the podcast. It'll complement any kind of live things that you do. It, it's it's just going to be complimentary all the way around. So I, I, I can't push you enough to get that out there as quickly as you can. But, of course, keep the quality. Course creation is really coming to the forefront these days, especially in the entrepreneurial space. And a lot of them kind of come up a little short on the quality. Granted, it may be your first time creating a course. It may be a a topic that you see sells, right? So you're trying to make it believe that you know what you're talking about. But (laughs) I know a lot of people that do it. They create, they look for the keywords. They go, What's hot right now? I'm going to build a course on that. And they know nothing about it. So they just plagiarize everybody and they make the money. So I don't think that's the way to go about doing it personally. But hey, if it works for you. But man, that's just, it's a tremendous space and it's growing so rapidly that I'm excited to see what your course brings and I'll have to, of course, get a copy of it myself and check it out, so.
0: Definitely, yeah, it'll be all, it's going to be all those hacks, I those hacks. It's going to be a lot of that stuff. So it's not rocket science, but, you know, I think it's one of those things, you know, when I'm working with people, it's the... I'm all about consistent consistency and sustainability that's how I operate everything I've ever done has been that way I'm not this like let's go full throttle 90 to 110 and, and fall off in a week you know I, I, when I trained for my marathon you know I used to joke I was an aerobics instructor for many years and I use this with people all the time I'm like you know when January comes around what happens all those people pile into the gym well my members used to come on and get come in and get pissed off because all their front spots yep. would be gone I'd just be like hey ladies give them six weeks. They're going to be gone in six weeks. Don't worry about it. I'm serious.
1: Oh, I, know. I, know. Here, I know. You know. It's funny. Believe it or not. I used to be an aerobics instructor too. And uh, yes, back, back home, man, I was a cardio kickboxing, right? I had three out of the four gyms in Grayson County unlocked. They were all mine. I taught at Texans gym, which is a TI's fitness center as well. And then of course did I you? taught at the karate school there where, I, where <laughs> I was a student as well. So yeah, there was a time that's all I did for a living was cardio karate. That's it. And and yeah, so I'm up there. All right, switch.
0: Oh my goodness. Mm. What are the odds of that, Larry? <laughs> <laughs> i kickboxing too. Probably not nearly oh, as good man. as you because I wasn't trained in martial arts, but I did do kickboxing classes and aerobic and stuff. I was like, step class was like my big thing and power pump and all that. I did, so I took my, I actually was, teaching back when Bally total fitness was around oh, that's who i trained that's with initially was teaching. <laughs> so you're talking 1990 i think i started teaching in 1997 yeah and went to about 2005 and then that's when i started having kids and i was like they were little and i was like this is just awful they're making me go teach at 5:30 in the afternoon i got little kids everywhere and i wasn't it was like i'm not making enough money and then i gotta take them to the daycare and there. this just isn't working out anymore so, but it was fun and it, you know, I learned a
1: lot. Yeah, it was fun as, as all get out. It's just, it, it was just, it didn't pay the bills for me personally at the time. And I landed at my big Dallas job. And so I had to walk away from all my cardio kickboxing and go down to my big city job down here that I'm still at 21 years later. So <laughs> until <awesome>. January.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I'm excited to hear you were an aerobics instructor. I think Isn't that that's crazy? That's hilarious.
1: <laughs> yes. So I think we've run the gamut, though. I mean, we've definitely exposed me for the aerobics instructor that I once was. And uh, we've learned a lot about you. And we got to, man, I love that saying. I just cannot get enough of that say. That is tremendous. We well, got
0: me starting now. I'm just thinking maybe I need to make me some T-shirts with that now.
1: I'm not lying. I'm telling you right now, that is a tremendous phrase. And you definitely need some swag around that. I think that would fly off the shelves. I love it. So just take it for what it's worth. But I love it. So. Jennifer, I got to say, thank you so very much for joining me today. Is there anything you want to leave us with?
0: Um, yes. Let's do my, we- yes. My website, my my Jennifer Loading. It's just Jennifer Loading. I'm assuming you're going to put all the contact in there, but it's at jenniferloading.com. My podcast is linked to it. Book, everything's on there. My blog, everything about me. You can pretty much find it out there.
1: Very cool. We will definitely do it. All that'll be in the show notes. And spell loading for us real quick.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it's L-O-E, H as in Harry, D as in dog ing so
1: very creative way to spell loading what what, what do you know what nationality that is german. i'm just curious you
0: want me to tell you something funny really german
1: fast? okay yeah please by all means
0: so when i was growing up when i have i had a full-blooded german grandmother full-blooded german like spoke german everything my last name was crocker like betty not german crocker <laughs> so when i was growing up i you know you know what i got asked all the time are you related to betty crocker i'm like no if i was i maybe i'd love to cook i but i do have a german grandmother right so then I get married and I go from Crocker to a German name and he has a grandmother. That's they are kind, they are partial German, but not like my family was like, we had like German, you know? So we go from, yeah, I go from yeah. Crocker to this loading name that nobody can even say. And so I'm just like, just think of it like loading <laughs> long. Oh, it's easy.
1: It's awesome. It's great to be unique because it helps you stand out. Like you need help in that arena. So
0: Thank you, but nobody. But if you look that name up, that's why I tell people like, if you want to know anything, just go type Jennifer loading. I do have a sister-in-law with the same
1: name. Oh, Jennifer, too? Yes, there's two. Oh my yeah. gosh, I just but, cut under there. you that. can find
0: me. Like if you typed in Jennifer loading, my name's going to come up first. All my stuff's good That's why I tell people, just I'm all over. You can find me. I'm not hard to find.
1: That is hilarious. You got a sister-in-law with the exact same name. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Wow, that, see, that makes more sense. That makes more sense that you point that out. I'm like, oh well, yeah. I would imagine she has the same. All experience. the
0: funniness, but she has blonde hair, so I'm brown. She's bring that blonde. blonde,
1: yeah. Oh, there you go. I'm sure that's what keeps y'all <laughs> separated right there. They can tell you all apart. Right. Jennifer, thank you so very much for joining me. I appreciate it. It's been a tremendous time. We learned a lot about you, and I cannot wait to meet your new co-host and check out your all-new thank starter Thank you rules.
0: for having me on the show. It was a lot of fun.